Well, hello, Rock Church. How you guys doing? You good? Good to see you guys this morning and to be with you. I want to give a big shout out to our online community. Can y'all give a welcome to everybody who's joining us online? Really glad that you guys are with us. And um, let me give a big shout out. Hello, Northview Church. How are you guys? So, man, it's been years since I've said that from a stage, all right? Um, What you all hear, or those of you watching online don't know, is we have a youth group from Northview Christian Church in Danville, Indiana, that is joining us today. And 25 years ago, I was the student pastor at that church, okay? Uh, so, So it brings back just good memories just to see you all. I know that I don't really know any of you about, except for about three of you, and most of you don't know me either, but that's okay because we have a heritage together, all right? Um, I, I do want to recognize um, that, that I know Nathan is here. I, don't, I can't. There's Nathan and Jeff Sutton, who is a pastor. I'm going to embarrass you. Both of you two stand up for me. I won't make your wife stand up, but I want you two to stand up. Guys, I've done ministry for years with those two guys. Uh, that, that they, Nathan and I from a preaching ministry, Jeff and I from student ministry, uh, Jeff was a worship pastor with me, and uh, we just have a lot of heritage together. So I love you guys, and thankful that your church is going to be with us for this gen camp. They're all going to our high school camp this week, and they're going to be a part of it, and uh, we're really excited about that, all right? Now, let me just say this. I'm excited about being back, all right? I've been gone for two weeks, all right? And... Um, Thank you, Keith. I appreciate that. It was awesome being away. Uh, The first week, my wife and I went by ourselves down to Florida and uh, just spent some time just relaxing and vacationing, um, reading, and just enjoying some time with the Lord. And then we came back and uh, vacationed the last week at, at the beach. Um, so that my daughters could come, and, uh, and uh, Mackenzie and Abby, they came, and they hung out with Krista, and they went and got their nails done, and did spa stuff, and I didn't. My nails still look like crap, and I'm okay with that, all right? Um, but they had a good time, and I had a good time, um, but, but it's good to be back, and it's good to dive in. Um, some of you who call the rock home, who come off, and you know that, that I always take those two weeks of the summer and, and just spend a lot of time relaxing, but also writing and reading and preparing for the next year. And um, we, we've got some things in store uh, starting in August, running us all the way through next July that I'm just fired up for about what I believe the Lord wants us to learn and, and, and do as a church. So excited about that, but we'll talk about that later because today I want to dive back into this series uh, that, well, I shouldn't say back in. We're actually just starting it. And the series is called Tailgate Talks, all right? Now, now I'm just curious, how many of you all have ever had a conversation while sitting on a tailgate of a truck? Are you with me? Yeah. Okay, so you get it. So we've, we've all done it, that there's just something that is incredible about sitting on a tailgate. And it's when you're sitting on a tailgate that, that you get a lot of wisdom, that you get conversations. It's when you're sitting on a tailgate, you can learn some things. Like maybe what I should have done is sat on a tailgate and taught somebody <laughs> how to work a yo-yo. 
And some of you are like, well, what's the big deal? Well, because I watched church online the last two weeks, Clay was preaching last weekend, and rumor has it, he doesn't know how to work a yo-yo. So I can blame that on him, or I could blame it on me because I maybe didn't sit down on the tailgate and teach the young pup how to work a yo-yo. And the secret to working a yo-yo is you have to buy a Dunkin' Butterfly. That's the secret. If you want to know how to work a yo-yo, just buy a Dunkin' Butterfly. My guess is he went to Kmart. Well, Kmart probably doesn't exist anymore. He went someplace and bought a junky yo-yo. Thus, he doesn't know how to work it. All right? So what I'm trying to get at is when you sit on a tailgate, you can have some incredible conversations. There can be some wisdom that is given. And so what I want us to do is just to sit down for the next five or six weeks, just to sit down and have conversation. Have conversation about things that would help us to have a successful life. And we're going to do it by looking at the book of Proverbs. That, that from now up until the start of school, uh, each week we're going to learn something from the book of Proverbs because they have so much to teach us. Um, the, the last week of the series that we're going to kind of have a couple of us up here sharing a couple different Proverbs, and I'm just going to prepare you for the first time ever, 30 years in ministry, my wife is going to actually share the stage with me and she is going to help me share some wisdom. I'm saying that out loud because she's in the room and now she's stuck, <laughs> which might put me in a bad situation later. <laughs> but anyway, uh, for, for five weeks, we're just going to look at different things. We're going to look at wedlock. Um, the book of Proverbs teaches us some things about marriage and about preparing for marriage and about how to be a godly man in a marriage and how to be a godly woman in a marriage. Uh, the book of Proverbs is going to teach us about uh, work, like what, what should work be like and how should we work. It's going to give us some warnings. It's going to teach us about wealth. And today, we're going to learn about wisdom. Now, the book of Proverbs, the whole book is really about wisdom. So today is a topic on wisdom that will set us up for all of the other weeks. And wisdom is something that I believe all of us want. It doesn't matter if you're 14, 15, 16 years of age or 60 years of age. We all want wisdom because wisdom is knowing how or what to do in a certain situation. That, that you need to know wisdom on how to do what is right. You need wisdom on, on how to uh, speak. You need wisdom on how to live. That, that wisdom is something that, that I believe all of us long for. And wisdom is not just for those who are older. Well, like we think to have wisdom, you have to be old. It helps. I'm not going to lie. Because as you gain years, you gain experience. And experience is a great educator, isn't it? For those of you who are my age, you, you get it. Like you make mistakes and you learn from mistakes. You do something right and you learn from that. So experience is a great educator. But you don't have to be old to have wisdom. We can actually get it when we're young. And I want all of us to, to gain that because we all want wisdom. We all want things like that. Well, how do we find it? Well, Scott Johnson, who's one of our pastors, he preached Thursday here and is in Ainer this morning. He went to Facebook to find some wisdom. 
that's a little questionable. Because most of the time, Facebook's not going to give you good wisdom. Let me just tell you that. Yet the way that he used it was a good way to find wisdom. He actually put it out there. He just said, like, I want to know what's the wisest thing you've ever been told or what's the best advice you've ever been told. And there were some great pieces of advice that he heard, all right, that, that he heard uh, people said um, that, that don't pee into the wind. That's good advice for you guys. You understand it is, all right? Uh, don't eat yellow snow. For all of you who are local, you don't get that, but all of us from Indiana, we get that, we understand. The best piece of advice, I shouldn't say the best, one of my favorites that I saw on his page was this, there are 8 billion people in the world, don't let one of them ruin your life, all right? And, 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 and there's some wisdom in that. Now, in context, you also got to learn that, but, but there can be some wisdom in that, that we need wisdom. But we, we can't turn to Facebook to truly find it. So how do we find it? If you want wisdom, how do you find it? Well, I'm going to give you three ways today. Real simple, real simple sermon, all right? First way, if you want wisdom, ask for it. It's just that simple. That if you, if you want to be wise, simply ask for it. And we see that from King Solomon. That, that Solomon, he was the son of David. So David was the king. And then when David's reign ended, Solomon, his son, became king. He was the next, so he became king. Now Solomon, when he became king, he was only about 20 years of age. And we know that by looking at scripture and putting some things together and you can go, okay, it looks like he was probably 19 or 20 years of age when he became king. Now, now I look around the room, I see a lot of young adults and high schoolers in here, all right? Imagine you as a 20-year-old becoming king of a nation. Like some of you are like, oh, that sounds cool. Others of you are like, uh-uh. You'd be freaking out. And that's Solomon. He's 20 and he's in charge of an entire nation. And so then he has a moment where God comes to him and says, well, Solomon, now that you're king, what would you like? So he asked God for something. And that's where I want us to see it. We're going to look at scripture. It's first... Um, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 7 through 9. And 1 Kings chapter 3, 7 through 9 reads like this. It says, And now, O Lord, and remember, God had just asked Solomon, Solomon, what can I do for you as the king? Now, O Lord, God, you have made me king instead of my father David. But I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous, they, they cannot be counted. Give me, and this is what he asks, he says, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours. That, that I want you to see inside of this text everything that Solomon is saying. That he's saying, give me an understanding heart. And I love the words that was used there. And he doesn't just say, give me wisdom. See, we often think wisdom is just knowledge, and wisdom and knowledge is different. Let's make sure we understand that. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. See the difference? 
That, 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 and, and here's it. He didn't ask for knowledge. He's not asking for knowledge. He's asking for wisdom, which wisdom is an understanding heart so that I can govern your people, so that I can know right from wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of, what's that last word? Yours. Solomon understands from the very beginning, this is not my kingdom. These are not my people. They are yours, God. And we would do well to make sure we all understand that. That your life is actually not your life. It's God's that he gives you to steward. That, that this church, like I want all of us to, to say this is my church. And when I say my, I don't mean Josh's. I mean yours and yours and yours. Like I want you to have some ownership. But the reality is, it's not our church. It's God's church that he asked all of us to steward because we are God's people. So, so Solomon gets it from the very beginning. He's like, God, you put me in this position, but this is your people. This is your kingdom, and I want to steward it well. And the only way I'm going to steward it, the only way I'm going to know right from wrong, the only way I'm going to be able to help govern your people is if you give me an understanding heart. So then he goes on and it says this, that God answers. It says, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth uh, or the death of your enemies, because he could have, like as a king, it would make sense that he'd go, oh, give me peace or give me wealth or give me prosperity. He could have asked for all that, but that's not what he asked for. Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart so as no one else has had or ever will have. That what God is saying in that moment is, Solomon, I'm going to give you what you ask for. Wisdom. An understanding heart. And so that would be my challenge to each and every one of us. If you need wisdom, which you do, which I do, we all need it. The place to start is through a habit of prayer, of asking God to intervene, of asking God to give us wisdom. That, that when you look at your life, whether you are in charge of a, a, of a younger sibling, whether you maybe have some influence on your, your school team, maybe you have some influence at, at your job, maybe you have some inf influence in your dormitory, uh, maybe you have some influence in your family, may, maybe you have a bunch of people who work underneath you, whatever you are, whatever position it is, maybe it's just you and yourself, Ask God to intervene and give you an understanding heart so that you know right from wrong. This is something that Solomon asked for. It's something that, that Harry S. Truman asked for. That Harry S. Truman became president during World War II. 
that FDR had, had died in, in, tragically in, the, in just in a moment. Harry S. Truman became the next president, and it was found on his desk within a few days, a post-it note with the verse I just read on it, saying, Lord, give me a discerning heart, an understanding heart, so that I can govern your people. Guys, I can tell you, when, when I became pastor at The Rock, it was seven and a half years ago, I had been a student pastor all of my life. I was stepping into a whole new role, and I remember going, God, please give me an understanding heart so that I can lead your people. But guys, it wasn't a prayer I prayed only seven and a half years ago and said, okay, I'm good. No, I continually, almost daily, ask God to give me wisdom because I need wisdom. You need wisdom. We all need wisdom. So develop a habit where every morning you say, God, today, will you give me a discerning heart? God, will you give me an understanding heart? Will you give me wisdom so that I can know right and wrong? Will you give me wisdom to help me through the day? When we ask for wisdom, he gives it. So develop that habit of prayer. But, but, but I also want to say this, that you can ask for wisdom but we also need to look for wisdom. That, that, that we should look for ways to find wisdom. Just curious, how many of you all have ever, well, let's just say got on the internet and did a search for something? So everybody can raise their hands, right? Like, because we've all done it. Because you were looking to find something. Now, well, let's go a little bit deeper. How many of you all have got on YouTube and searched a how-to video because you needed to accomplish something? Yeah, again, most of it. And that's a great thing, right? Maybe you've got on YouTube and you're like, how do I change a tire? How do I fix a dishwasher? How do I change brakes, right? I've done that. I remember I was, uh, my, my daughter needed her brakes changed, and, and so I changed the brakes in her car, and then I sold it. Um, <laughs> but, right? Like, like, I didn't know how to do it. I'm like, it's on YouTube, right? Which is fine for things like that. But on a deeper level wisdom, where we really need to go is to God and his word. That if you want to know wisdom on how to live a successful life, we've got to turn to God. We've got to turn to Jesus. That we've got to open up his word because in his word, we will find everything we need. That if you're looking on, on how do I handle uh, my marriage, if you're looking on what do I do with forgiveness, if you're looking on how do I deal with dating, if you're looking at, at how do I deal with sex and sexuality and gender, it's all in God's word. All we got to do is open it up and take a look at it. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, it reads this way. It says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline and to help them understand the insights of the wise. That I can learn from people just by turning to his word. And their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. Let me just stop right there. If, if you could get discipline in your life and a successful life, wouldn't you sign up for that? 
I know I would. All I got to do is turn to God's word. It's right there. It'll help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs give insight to the simple. Praise God. Because I am a simple man. I don't know. I don't. Was that an amen like you agree with me or you agree with yourself? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. But, but I am. You guys say it all the time. Josh, your sermons are so simple. Yep, that's all I got. I am so thankful that his word gives insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. High schoolers, young adults, listen. You get bombarded all the time with all kinds of different kind of knowledge. And people saying, let me give you wisdom. Turn to God's word. He will give you knowledge and he will give you discernment. He will help you walk through this life. That you can open up the full scriptures. You can go to the book of Genesis. You can look at guys like Abraham, guys like Noah, guys like Joseph. And you can see how they lived and say, yep, I need that knowledge in my life. I need that wisdom. I can look at Exodus. I can look at Moses. I can look at Joshua. I can look at the book of Judges and I can see Gideon. I I can see Samson. I can see how they lived and I can gain wisdom from them. I can go to the prophets and I can see how Elijah and Daniel, how how they, they taught and how I can gain wisdom. I can go to the New Testament and I can learn from Jesus. I can learn from the apostles, James and and Jude and and John and Peter. It's all there. We just got to look and see it and find it and look for it because it's there. The wisdom is there. I love the way Proverbs 3 says it. It says, trust the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding Seek his will. Seek his will. Like, I want to know what you have to say, God. So I'm seeking your will in all that you do. And then he'll show you which path to take. He'll show you how to live. He'll show you how to have a disciplined and successful life. So develop Maybe I can say it this way, a habit of study. Like, if I need wisdom, I need to ask for it through a habit of prayer. If I need wisdom, I need to look for it through a habit of study. And then lastly, I'd say this, if if I need wisdom, I need to listen to it. I need to listen to it. And that really mean, I'm really meaning that from a twofold side right now. One, I need to listen to it. If I've been praying, well, listen to what God is sharing. If I've been reading, then listen to what he is saying. That, that I need to take his word and put it into action. But I also need to listen to godly counsel. Because there's wisdom inside of godly counsel. There's wisdom inside of a circle of influence. Or at least there can be. Now, for some of us, the circle of influence we have around them, around us, isn't godly. And I'd like to say it this way. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You see what I'm getting at there? I've heard many preachers say that. 
Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And what that simply means is, if I am surrounded by people who never give me godly counsel, well, then my life probably isn't going to be very godly. That's what that really means. So I got to surround myself with godly counsel. And you might say, well, does that mean I shouldn't have any friends that aren't Christians? No, that's not what I mean at all. We, we, we should have a lot of friends who don't know the Lord. Jesus commands that. He tells us to go out into the world. Yet we should have a circle that will give us good wisdom, godly wisdom. Even Solomon, the wisest guy who had ever lived, he understood this. That, that, that he had some guys in his circle that gave him great wisdom. I want you to see it. It's on the screen here. It's 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 5. It says, Azariah, son of Nathan, was in charge of the district governors. Zabad, son of Nathan, a priest, was his trusted advisor to the king. Now, I know when you might just look at that face value, you're like, okay, what's the big deal there? These are guys who Solomon had put next to himself. These are guys that Solomon had put in his circle. They're not just guys. You can imagine they're probably wise. Right? One of them was in charge of a bunch of governors, so probably wise. The other one was a priest, so had some kingdom knowledge, some godly wisdom. But, but I want you to see more than just that. They were sons of Nathan. See, Nathan was a prophet who was the prophet alongside of David, Solomon's dad. So David would lean into Nathan, and Nathan would give him wise counsel. Nathan would call him out when he had messed up. Then Nathan spoke in to David's life. And now that Solomon is king, Solomon grabbed Nathan's sons and said, I need you to speak into my life as well. Because we all need a community that can give us godly counsel. We all need coaches in our life, that we need a community, a circle. And then I would say this, besides just a circle, you need a coach who will also speak into your life. That you need somebody who will call out some blind spots. Somebody that you can go, okay, when I'm dealing with this, what, what do I do here? Your circle might be able to give you that, but you should also have a coach or maybe you'd call them a mentor who can speak into that. And guys, I want you to know, when you're 20, you need that. And when you're 30, you need that. And when you're 50, you need that. Hey, 70-year-olds, you still need it as well. Because we never get to a point where we don't need a coach in our life. Guys, I will tell you, I have coaches in my life. I have one guy that is several years older than me, probably about 12 years older than me. He texts me every Sunday morning at 7.30 saying, I'm praying for you today. I can reach out to him at any point. I have another guy, his name's Mark. We've been reading his book called The Quest. I can reach out to him at any point, text him or email him and say, I need, I need help with this. Another guy who's a coach in my life, who's part of my circle is Nathan, the guy who stood up earlier. Nathan and I talk, I would say, almost weekly about something in ministry or something in life. That he is one of the guys that is in my circle, and he has been for 20 years. Because I need a coach, and I need a circle. We all do. So here's the challenge today. 
bring a circle into your life and a coach into your life who will give you godly counsel. And then when they do, follow it. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20. It's real simple. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Accept instruction. See, we, we're probably pretty good at hearing advice, but most of us are not real good at listening to advice. You know what I'm saying? Like you can hear somebody and not be listening. You can hear somebody and not accept. But what we need to do is listen and, and accept the instruction. That when they call out a blind spot, you go, yep, it's a good point. I know it's not fun, but man, you're right. I need to work on that. You're right. I need to go apologize for that. When they say, hey, here, here's a blind spot, and you're like, you're right. I need to work on that. When you're like, this is what I want to do. I just want to go do this. Well, you know that's against God's word. Well, yeah, but it's a different. Yeah, but doesn't work. It's still against God's word. Will, will I yeah, but, or will I go, you're right. I'm going to deny myself. And I'm going to do what God says. And we find those things when we're asking God, when we're looking at his word, and when we're listening to godly counsel. So I want to challenge you to do that today. I want to challenge you during this time of response to say, you know what? I'm in. Because I know I need wisdom in my life. I know I need to know right from wrong. I, I know I need to, to know how to walk with justice. I know I need to learn how to walk and do what is right. That you might be there today and you might be going, man, I, I've got a difficult decision I got to make right now. Well, then ask God for it. Just ask. Go to him in prayer. Maybe, maybe go to the prayer corner over there or go to the connect corner and just pray. Maybe grab one of our prayer counselors and say, man, I need to ask for God with, for some wisdom when it comes to this dating relationship I'm in or, or this job situation that I'm a part of. That, that I'm trying to decide what to do for a career. I need some wisdom. And so ask God, but ask God inside of a circle maybe even. And let one of our prayer counselors pray with you and maybe even speak into it. They're here every week. And they're here for you. And maybe what you need to do today is as you're hearing this saying, you know what, that I need to make a habit of asking God daily. I need to make a habit of looking at God's word daily. Make a decision and do that. This month we're going to be reading through the quest book, but we're also going to be reading through many of the Proverbs. Make a decision. For you, maybe what you're saying today is, I don't have a circle of godly influence. I got a circle, but I don't have a circle of godly influence. 
That's one reason we tell people all the time, you've got to get on a team here. They, you, you need to jump onto a ministry team and you need to serve shoulder to shoulder with somebody because as you serve shoulder to shoulder, then what happens is you get some people in your life and you're able to have conversations with those people that you're serving alongside of and they're able to help lead you. You're able to turn to the coach of that team and say, hey, what do I do with this situation? That we, that we need to do that. That's what they're there for. Man, I heard an opportunity this week of somebody, I was talking to them, and they said, you know what? I had this thing going on, so I talked to my coach, their ministry team leader. And they said, this is what I think I should do. And I was like, that is beautiful, because what they were doing is they were seeking wisdom from their coach. And their coach led them down the right path. Maybe you don't have a circle. Then I want to challenge you. Stop by the connect corner. Use that QR code on the chair and grab a circle because you need a community and you need a coach in your life. Or maybe you're here and you don't have the coach in your life. Maybe you don't have the owner of the team in your life. His name is Jesus. He's the greatest coach. He's the greatest owner that has ever lived. And if you don't have him into your life, in your life, speaking into your life, ruling in your life, then today's the day you need to make that change. You need to have today be a day where you say, Jesus, I want you to be my coach. I want you to be my leader. I want you to be my owner. I want you to lead me in the way of wisdom. And you can, you can invite him into your life through a prayer by saying, Jesus, come into my life. But we always say, don't allow that prayer just to be a private prayer. Go public. I want to invite you today, come to the Connect Corner and talk to us. Maybe sign up to take that step of baptism. Today is a day that we can all find wisdom. If we'll ask, if we'll look, and if we'll listen. So I want to challenge you right now. Let's go ahead and stand up and let's go into this time of response. And let's ask Jesus for wisdom. Let's look to Jesus for wisdom. And let's listen for what he has to say. And then when you hear it, do it. Just do it. Let's respond.